What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom and if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. It really helps us out a lot. And uh, if you haven't heard already, we are making our own coffee. That is right. We are making a single origin coffee roasted by Top Tube Coffee. It's called 15 Degree Limit. So if you haven't ordered yourself a bag yet, please make sure to check that out in the link in the description below. But anyways, let's get on to this week's episode. That is with Dylan Johnson. He is known as a YouTuber, but I know him as a professional gravel racer, coach, and mountain bike rider. Um, but yeah, he's known for his coaching videos that he posts on YouTube, along with some of his backwards hat Dylan antics. And uh, yeah, we get into chatting about where that all came from, why he does those kinds of videos and, and how he got into it, as well as what his plans are for the 21 season. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. This episode is brought to you by Spot, a zero deductible injury insurance for active people. Spot starts for as little as $25 a month. So if you haven't already checked this out yet, I don't know what you're doing. I know you guys are active. I know you guys are out exploring and accidents happen. Spot covers up to $20,000 per injury. So that means if you're injured three times within the year, they will cover up to 60 grand that year, that year. So I know it sounds too good to be true, but all you have to do is go to croom.getspot.com. That is croom.getspot.com to check it out. Get your free quote today. It's easy as that. So croom.getspot.com. This episode is brought to you by Bike Hardcore. I am tired of seeing you guys show up with dirty bikes. And Bike Hardcore can help you out with that by using their whip wipe and their chain degreaser as well as finishing it off with the chain butter. But I'm also tired of you guys just pretty much smelling bad. And you can use their new product, which is Swexy Clean, which you can spray on shoes, boots, gloves, whatever. And so, yes, that goes for you skiers as well. You can spray this on sweaty gear. You can wash your clothes in it and it eliminates that sweat smell. And so you won't be smelling all bad and whatever else. But anyways, if you want to go check it out, go to www.bikehardcore.com and use code CROOM at checkout to get 10% off your order. And that is CROOM, C-R-O-O-M at www.bikehardcore.com. Man, what a wild week it has been here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It has been snowing for the last two days, and let me just say that the trainer rides have been somewhat unbearable, but luckily I have chamois butter, which changes the game completely. I'm a huge fan of the Euro style, and that keeps my skin cool and protected on those long trainer rides, so I'm not chafing or pretty much struggling to sit down on the couch after a long workout. But they make five different types of product that is specifically made for you and you can check that out at chamoisbutter.com. That's chamois, B-U-T-T-R.com. What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm sitting here with the man, Dylan Johnson, YouTube personality, uh, I would say, because he has two personalities. You got backwards hat Dylan and then you have Dylan Johnson himself. Currently, we have the sane one in the room, and that's just Dylan himself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm living. Right now, I'm sitting in about like five inches of snow outside, so I haven't been able mm -hmm. to ride outside. And I think I uploaded Strava or like just refreshed Strava. And uh, two days ago, while it was snowing here, you were riding 230K in North Carolina. Is it not snowing there? It's not snowing. We had no we got rain, some rain. We got some rain today, uh, which yeah. was fine because it was a it was a light day for me. But uh, wait, no, the the two hundred and thirty k was a light day for you, or no, no, no. Today outside. was a light day. Today, <laughs> right 
um but yeah no we have we have decent winners here for riding i mean i don't ride on i don't ride indoors very much so yeah so, can't complain yeah i mean we've all seen the zwift video and then the, now the trainer road video but we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later um but yeah, like we've been trying to do this forever. So I'm, I'm super thankful you jumped on. We've actually done one before. And if you guys are ever wondering, like uh, if there's that one person that has ever deleted a podcast on accident, I'm that guy. So I camped out in front of Dylan Johnson's <laughs> house and we did we did a live one in his house and mm-hmm. it was great. And uh, yeah, I just deleted the files. Um, yeah. So I didn't have them anymore. But um, but yeah, man, let's uh, let's dive in. It's, it's 20 because the last time I saw you was about six months ago. And uh, I camped out in front of your house. We did some long, epic rides. Uh, what have you been up to since then, man? Um, let's see. I mean, I guess that was midsummer, and uh, you know, COVID was preventing us from racing. Uh, yeah. I did some racing at the end of the season, which I was, you know, I was happy that I at least got to race a little bit last year. Uh, hopefully, more this year. And um, went through the off season. Now I'm back into putting in some big miles and uploading youtube videos as always sweet yeah so let's let's just dive into the youtube video thing a little bit i mean you Mm -hmm. we've chatted about it i mean it it's pretty crazy how it all kind of happened for you but like what's that like what's that been like for you i mean especially with a full race schedule uh to kind of maintain the quality and just kind of maintain the posting um Mm-hmm. and what's it been like going to races because I, I would would you say the belgian waffle ride was probably this year was probably the first time you went to a race where like you, i guess you were a name on that front right i i mean i guess so i think uh people were making a bigger deal out of uh vegan cyclists um oh, but I everybody mean, was... <laughs> he's vegan but he's he's, he's a like and name. he talks about it and you, yeah you, he's, you he's a bigger vegan. name yeah. yeah for those of you who don't know i actually am vegan i just i think i've only said that in one video of mine. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. He, it comes out on the podcast, but yeah. yeah. And then, how do you, how do you know someone's vegan is cause you know, they'll tell you five minutes into a podcast. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and like that, or they make their YouTube handle the vegan cyclist, right. but, uh, he's, he's a good dude. He's been doing it forever, but, um, but yeah, so what, what has that been like? I mean, I guess like when you go to races, like do people want to see backwards hat Dylan or do they just want to talk to you about training or, or do they even care? Like, do is it just like, yeah, whatever? it's, it's a mix. Uh, yeah. it's a mix, but yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of fans at, uh, BWR, which was good to see. I mean, that, that wasn't the first race where I, people recognized me from YouTube, but there were a lot of people there and, uh, there were a lot of people who recognized me from YouTube and, you know, a lot of them came up to me and said hi. And, you know, I, I appreciate every fan that comes up to me and says hi at a race. So if you see me at a race, uh, don't hesitate. Come up. How weird is it saying fan, the word fan? Uh, it is. It's like, kind, how long did it take you? How weird. long, how long did it take you to go fan? Like, uh, I mean, because you're a pretty humble dude. I remember staying with you. Yeah, you're a pretty humble dude. It's a, I mean, it's at the point where you literally you don't know the person like a person that you know um but like you know they watch your videos and you're like oh cool like you know we're friends yeah but if you literally don't know the you don't even you you've never even met the person um yeah they're coming up to you i mean you know 
uh, I don't, I don't know what a better word for that would be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's insane, dude. So, uh, but yeah, so, so BWR, let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Uh, there was some controversy around that race happening because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people were either upset that people were at the race, but it looked like a pretty deep field. So let's break down the race, I guess, more or less um copy van chat style i don't we don't really need to dive into the science of it that you can get into but um yeah what was what was the pluses what was the minuses and how did you kind of go in with your mindset yeah i mean you know stacked field uh like you know uh, keegan pete stetna alexi vermulen um a bunch of other names you know so i was i mean i was just stoked to be doing a big race because i didn't i didn't know if i was going to be doing a big race that year um i think probably a month prior i was talking to um a guy at envy and he was like hey you coming out for bwr and i was like i just assumed it wasn't happening and he's like no it's happening and i was like well i guess i'll be there <laughs> yeah so i i didn't fly out i drove like 30 hours out there um which, you know, it was cool. We made a trip out of it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, as, as far as the race went, I just tried to play it pretty conservative. I knew that a lot of the guys around me had more horsepower than I did. So I was trying to save my matches as much as I could. And that course was fairly flat until you get to about, I think mile 110. There's a pretty decent, like 15 minute climb um, and I knew, I knew the race would be decided on that climb or yeah. if not decided on that climb on the single track section, right after that climb. So I pretty much just tried to hang with the lead group until we got to that climb. And then it was kind of every man for himself. Yeah. Yeah. So when did the first attack go and, and, and was there like an, Oh shit moment for you, I guess, more or less. Well, there were, there were attacks before that climb. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were working pretty well as a group, everyone took their turn, but there were, there were, you know, I think, uh, Stetna tried to make a dig Keegan probably tried to make a dig. I don't know. I lost, I lost track. Cause I was kind of on the back of the group, just hanging on, but, yeah. um, uh, we, we went into that climb. The lead group was still, I think six guys at that point. And, uh, I think it was actually Alexi who kind of got to the front first and, and started pulling and he was, he was pulling, uh, up that climb harder than I, I was able to go. And I, I dropped off, I don't know, two minutes into the climb. So, yeah. And then I could just see them riding off in the distance. I don't know. You'd have to ask him exactly how that played out, but that's sort of how it played out for me. No, nah, yeah, for sure. So, so that all being said, you ended up what fifth? fourth place fourth place so you ended yeah. up fourth place um which you know some would think that that would put a fire under your tail for for dk or un, now known as unbound um but you've had a top 10 at unbound and and i just re recently saw that you have posted that that you're going all in unbound and then a couple yep. days later you do that 230k ride but let's what's what what was the spark behind that and yeah do you think do you even think it's going to happen I really hope it's going to happen because <laughs> I'm kind of putting, kind of putting all my eggs in, in, uh, in that basket right now. I mean, if it doesn't happen, there's, there's more races and it's not going to be the end of the world, but, uh, I am, 
that's like my triple a event this year i'm really yeah. going going all in for it so i hope it's going to happen and uh i i think it's a kind of racing that suits me um i mean i'm i do well in that ultra endurance kind of event and uh um you know i think that event uh suits a rider that can kind of be smart with how they're you know um using their energy in the race and and a rider who's smart with their nutrition and their pacing and um you know uh, there's the first time i did dk uh there i made a lot of mistakes and i i think hopefully i learned from that and you know i want to give it another crack yeah no that's that's rad so you know you you just recently released the video on on trainer road and mm -hmm. you gave your opinion and i i kind of found you from the zwift video which is kind of where you feel like you've blew up a little bit um have you gotten any backlash from this one? Because I know you got some backlash from 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 the Zwift video, which we won't even talk about. But um... <laughs> yeah, that one's so far in the past at this point. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know the honestly, I said this in the video. I was like, man, this video is probably going to get some dislikes. I'm probably going to lose some subscribers. Going to be people mad in the comments. But I mean, that video I think is like at a 98 percent like to dislike ratio, which is you know, really solid for any video of mine that's getting a lot of views. Um, and I, I couldn't read all the comments. There's like 1200 comments. I didn't yeah. have time to read every single one, but I read a lot of them. And overwhelmingly, there's a lot of people that had the exact same experience that I was describing. Like I was, I was talking about people who were emailing me saying, you know, um, you know, I, I've been on trainer road and I'm just feeling burnt out. And that's kind of what inspired me to make the video. There were a lot of people that had that that's exact same experience in the comments. There were a lot of people that had that exact same experience who emailed me. I mean, my email inbox was flooded after that video. I couldn't respond to everyone, but you know, I just, I heard the same story too many times. Um, yeah. And what's that the, story for people that haven't seen the video yet? Yeah. I mean, basically, um, you know, these trainer road plans, they, they're really big on intensity. Um, and I mean, like even in the base plan, you know, doing a lot of sweet spot intensity, um, to the point where if you're doing the high volume plan, it's like every single day. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's just too much for a lot of people. And I would say too much for most people. I don't know. I don't really know anyone who I would recommend that kind of approach to. And, even before I made the video, people would come to me either looking for coaching or looking for a training plan saying, you know, I've been on trainer road, but I'm just feeling burnt out with trainer road. So, you know, I want to, I want to give whatever plan you have a try. And that happened enough times that I was like, I gotta, I gotta take a look at these trainer road plans. I think I, I had taken a look at them uh when i did the zwift video because i got requests after the zwift video to do a trainer road video so i took a quick look at them after that and i was i was like yeah these don't look great but i didn't want to make a video on it because they're so big mm -hmm. um not that zwift isn't big you just but get I feel canceled like... overnight like you've done <laughs> zwift and trainer road it's like oh right i got a ton of followers and now i'm gonna lose them all in a matter <laughs> of a night right right um 
but uh enough people kept emailing me about and and it kept coming up again and again like i do consultations with people they tell me about how they got burned out doing trainer road and i'm like you know what is this deserves a video at this point so um yeah went back into trainer road took a good hard look at their plans and um you know just talked about how they they really prescribe too much intensity and like I said, after I made that video, my inbox was flooded. The um, comment section on my video was flooded. Uh, the trainer road forum, uh, you know, supposedly those are trainer road fans. And granted, I got more hate on the trainer road forum than I did in my own comment section. But there were a lot of people that agreed with me as well that they were feeling burnt out on a trainer road plan. So has has Jonathan Lee reached out to you yet? to bring you onto a podcast so you guys can chat about these programs? No one, no one from trainer road has contacted me yet. Um, and I say, I say this in the video, but I, I actually listen and I like the trainer road podcast and I, I'll, I find myself learning things on the trainer road podcast. So yeah, it's, it's not a knock on any of them. I was just, I was just more targeting the specific plants that they sell. But I mean, all in all, like if we look at any cookie cutter program, it can kind of, it can kind of get wishy-washy, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those things where it's like, eh, is this really the best for anyone? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. And so, so yeah, I think, I think looking at, at a little bit of that stuff is kind of always interesting, but, um, but anyway, so, so diving into that, um, what's your next video? Do you have any like next video plans or do you have anything lined up? Any requests? Um, I got a list of videos uh it's a fairly long list i don't know i haven't even started working on the next video because this week has been i mean i had to put an automatic response on my email address because i couldn't respond to all the emails and you're actually the second podcast i've done today talking about trainer road so um dang it what podcast was that it was uh tri i was talking with uh triathlon taren i don't know if you know him Oh, no, I don't know, but he's, cool. he's a YouTuber, but he's, he's a triathlete. So, yeah. yeah. Well, sick. Well, well, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some cross promotional release this at the same time, but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so like, uh, has anybody, you know, cause a lot of like, I think where the vegan cyclist kind of masters some of his plans is he, there's no, there's no real, like, I guess, line of sight with his channel, right? So like with your channel, it's all training videos and it's not even, it's sometimes not even fully your belief. It's more or less like, Hey, here's the science, right? Like, right. this is what I'm reading. This is what I'm seeing. This is, I mean, this is, this is it. All right. Mm -hmm. With a vegan cyclist, like he does some of that. He does some gear stuff. He does some, uh, you know, vlogging, family, life, balance, whatever else. Like, I'm interested, like even, even living with you for like three days, I'm interested to know what you do on a daily basis. I'm interested to know what kind of gear you ride. Has that ever crossed your mind? Um, yeah, it has every once in a while. I'll do like a bike check video. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know the vlog kind of thing. I think the thing that keeps me away from that is, is I really want to be I think there's two ways to get really big on YouTube. Um, you can either be high quantity, like putting out videos all the time, 
you know, and uh, people just expect a consistent upload. A lot of cyclists do that, like, you know, uh, Francis Cade, Cameron Jeffers, they're like doing like daily vlogs. Um, Those are pretty good videos though, but they, they, they are good videos. They are good videos. Um, the, uh, and in fact, you know, Francis Cade, he actually lets me use his footage as like, as like B-roll, which I really appreciate because he's, he's got good camera work. Um, yeah. so shout out to him, but, or you can be like the kind of YouTuber that is, is like quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that like my content is super quality, but at least, especially like my camera work or whatever, but at least like the information, it takes a lot of research and it takes a lot of prep work. Like I have a script and, and all of that. Um, you know, I think, I think that's probably the approach I want to take. If I ever did vlogging, I don't know, it might be for a second channel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got super impressed with your setup. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I was expecting one of two things. Like, I was expecting like good cameras, but you're banging it out like in a matter of seconds. Like, you just kind of go in there, you read what you're gonna read, and you do it in a day, and you call it good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was honestly, or it was gonna be like, you know very scripted with good cameras in in like a set and because it's very consistent when i saw your set and i saw your setup um i was impressed like just by the fact of like how much money you don't have to put into it but then at the same time how much effort you put into it like it's not it's not a day for you to research a topic like i think when i met you in june uh in person you were working on the cadence video or at least researching the cadence video that video came out like two months after mm-hmm. like and it and it might have been time and training and whatever else but i was just super impressed with that so how long do you think it takes you to put together one video i mean this is probably a question you get all the time because everybody would love to be a youtuber like i would you know love to be mm-hmm. a youtuber but time is of the essence you know so right. yeah how much time do you put into it yeah i mean it depends on how research heavy the video is um like obviously if i'm just doing a bike check i'm not citing any studies or anything i'm just talking about my bike i can bang Mm -hmm. that out pretty quickly but um or even if it's like a race report i'm just talking about my race but if it's like a research heavy video i mean i could be researching for a day i could be writing a script for another day and then uh you know filming and editing is is easily another day yeah um so yeah uh, you know it's not like i it's not like i just set up the camera and start talking in fact i'm super impressed by youtubers who don't have any jump cuts like whenever i watch a youtuber and they just straight talk to the camera for 10 minutes i'm like man how did they do that (laughs) yeah i think um francis cade's really good about that like mm-hmm. just just chatting through his day chatting through his life and not messing up at all and who knows he probably shoots like six seven different times i don't know um but the vegan cyclists with his jump cuts like they're very they're good so like you know one moment he's talking to the camera next moment he opens up a cabinet and he's talking to the camera again and it's like they're very good transitions so that's the impressive side of that but uh but yeah so so kind of diving off the youtube sides of things um and past Kansas, you know, I was thinking about it today. Has Leadville 
ever hit your radar. It has for sure. Yeah. It has. I think Leadville is is uh, way more of a hassle to do than people realize. Because I've yeah. I've been the hundred mile mountain bike guy for quite a while. Like yeah. uh, I've done a lot of different hundred mile mountain bike races all around the country. So it's like, why don't you do Leadville? That's literally the, the, the biggest hundred mile mountain the hundred mile mountain bike race in the country. Um, I mean, here are some of the hurdles. You gotta qualify. Uh, it's at altitude. It's expensive. Um, you know, and every time I've looked into doing that. Uh, I'm just like, man, this is like one too many, this is like one too many headaches. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to do it. And in fact, I definitely do want to do it. I don't know if it's on the cards for this year, but, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely on my bucket list to do, um, and not only do, but like do well at hopefully. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it would probably be easier if I lived out in Colorado to get it done. And I've even thought about moving out to Colorado, not for Leadville, but just because it seems like it's an awesome place to live. Come on, man. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably do it at some point, but um, I don't think people realize how much of a pain it is to log- just logistically to, to do that race. So I'm about to tell you how much, how easy it was for me to get in. Now, logistically, I haven't done the race, but how mm-hmm. easy it was for me to just, for it to happen. So I found out I wasn't going to the Olympics and uh, they had this thing called lead boat. So it was, it was two birds with one stone, my friend. I could get into Steamboat and Leadville all at once. So I, I fill out the application and like one of the questions was like, well, why do you want to do Leadville? And my answer was, is that I literally don't own a mountain bike. I'd love to have a reason to own a mountain bike. That was my answer. Um, now, mind you, I, I told them a little bit about myself and, you know, I used to weigh 300 pounds and now, you know, don't. And uh, I've never really raced at all on the dirt. And so, like, this is just something that was on my bucket list. But I got in. I honestly thought I wasn't going to get in just solely because of that comment. But I thought it would be funny if I did get in by saying that I didn't own a mountain bike. So um, I haven't gotten to the point. But now, mind you, I'm not trying to do well either. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you need like SAG crew and all kinds of crazy stuff and aid stations and, um, figuring that stuff out. So, so that's you're a doing hassle. it this year. Yeah, I'm doing it. And nice. then I'm doing steamboat right after. Nice. Um, so the next Any other day, gravel races on the, on the calendar for you, I'm trying to get into unbound. Yeah. I think I got into unbound. I don't know if I got into unbound, but working with, working with somebody to try to get it unbound. I'm trying to get the podcast, a, a tent at unbound. So we awesome. can do a pod, like a live podcast at Unbound, which would be cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was supposed to go to Mid-South, canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, past that, like everything else is, uh, there's the Southeast Gravel that I think I'm going to come out to on the 17th. Um, ben Rankum is putting it on. Uh, yeah, you, you've done some of those. It's the one of Mid-South Day, the day of Mid-South. Okay, I'll be there. I don't know which one that is though. Uh, yeah. Fort Sumter or something. That's probably a good one for you. There's not a lot of climbing. Oh yeah. I mean, anything with dirt is really not a good one for me. So, but, but the fact that it is, (laughs) it is not climbing will probably make it a lot better than it would have been. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, be vlogging, take the van out there, but, uh, but yeah, it should be good. But anyways, I don't want to keep you all night 
and uh, um, we we always end the podcast with this. We actually weren't doing it when I was doing it at your house, but uh, the question we have like a final question for all the athletes and, and people that come on the podcast. But uh, if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual, dead or alive, who would that individual be? Why? And um, how would you take your coffee? And if you don't drink coffee, what would that drink of choice be? Because mm. I don't think you drink coffee, do you? Uh, if I had, if I was drinking coffee, I'd probably just have a black coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably what I'd have. I I don't usually drink coffee, and if people are wondering why, there actually is a performance reason. I try to stay away from caffeine unless I'm either doing a hard workout or I'm racing. So that it has a greater effect on my performance. Right on, that's a good call. Good call. <laughs> so, oh man, that is a man. That's a tough question. I mean, there's so many people. Um, I think you know somebody. The there's one person who I've wanted to interview on my YouTube channel, who I've sent an email to, who hasn't responded to me, and that's uh, Steven Seiler. I don't know if you know him. I don't know. He's a, uh, I mean, he's in like a, uh, training researcher Yeah. and he's, uh, he's kind of popularized polarized training. Um, and he like, you know, I don't, I don't do an interview style YouTube channel. I've never yeah. done an interview with anyone on my YouTube channel and I, I don't plan to, but if there was one person I was going to interview on my YouTube channel, it would probably be him. That's rad. Yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna cut this snippet out, and I'm just gonna tag him on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and see if he. I don't know if he has an Instagram. He <laughs> has to have like a Twitter or LinkedIn. I think he's on Twitter. Yeah. Something, and then yeah. that's that's how we that, we'll just try to reach out and see if he he'll actually do it. Um, awesome. But yeah, no, that's super cool, dude. Um, and like I said, I appreciate your time, guys. If you've never heard of Dylan Johnson, which you're probably watching this video because you know Dylan Johnson or you've seen his videos. Um, but if you haven't, please make sure you check out in the description below his YouTube channel as well as his social media, which will all be down in the description below. Uh, I'll even put up some backwards hat Dylan merch linked in the description below. So make sure you go grab that because that's a pretty comical character that he has going on. But other than that, guys, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers.